Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Housewives of the True Crime. How are you? <laughs> sweater weather. You're rocking sweater weather. Oh, it's You're so cute if you could see us. Yes. I should take a picture. I don't usually wear bright colors. Today I'm wearing a bright pink turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, because it's, it's frozen in Texas. Oh, well, so it's so crazy, you guys. So it is Saturday afternoon. 
right now when we're recording. And two days ago, we had a snowstorm. And now there's barely any snow on the ground, like trickles. Sunny, warm. Well, not really warm. It's still freezing, but it feels way warmer than the, you know, 18 degrees it was. Yeah. Tab's a big baby about the cold. Well, listen, you can't. It's like it's actually like being in lockdown again because you can't leave your house and nothing is open. I'm telling you nothing. Not one restaurant pizza delivery, anything you get in a normal snow town, you drive around, you still do your stuff, does not happen. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you're going to be locked in your house forever. The grocery stores are empty before the snowstorm. People are standing in line. The gas stations are crazy. They think the world is ending. Okay. So Texas takes it a little next level, but y'all had a hell of a freeze last year, so I kind of don't blame people. Yes, they definitely have PTSD, for sure. For sure. I was like, oh, it's not going to happen again. They told me it only happens like once every 100 years. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I am rocking the same sweatshirt, of course. It's our Wine, True Crime, and Bed by Nine hoodie for the last two days because I am super fried. Because my child broke his arm. He didn't just break it, though. I know kids, like, break their arms every day. You know, it happens. Like, he broke the shit out of his arm. He jumped from, a, like, a pull-up bar and landed on his elbow and separated it completely and had to have surgery and pins in it to put it back together. Yeah. Like, he actually broke his arm off almost. <laughs> He broke the shit out of his arm. (laughs) The pictures are bananas when you see the pins going through his little arm. Oh, my God. Uh, So it's been just kind of like a whirlwind and trying to, like, get caught up on life while dealing with the child that can't sleep through the night because he's so uncomfortable. It's awful. It will get better. I promise you. It takes a little adjusting. And when he gets his cast on, he's still in a splint right now. But when he gets his cast on, it will get better. I mean, it's kind of crazy. You and I have kids in cast the same time. I know. At least I have some advice, too, because you're such a professional Mm -hmm. cast wearer over there. You guys like to get broken. Once a year, almost. Well, he is getting a lot of attention for it on the upside, and so he enjoys that. His whole class made cards for him. And it's kind of funny because my Ruby child is, she has a thing against this girl in Wyatt's class that we see periodically around town. And I'm always like, what gives? It turns out this little girl is quite the fan of Wyatt's card was covered in hearts oh she wants him to have an extra special valentine's day she loves him a lot ruby and so i just jealous yes i'm like you're nuts i was like ruby do you not like this little girl because she likes Wyatt? and she was like yeah 100 percent. stay away from my brother (laughs) oh no i was like like oh it's not supposed to work like that it's supposed to be the big brother chasing away the boys right not the sister. You got to be cool. Right. Yeah, you kind of do have to be cool. You'll you'll teach yeah. her. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Hey, you know what I oh. I thought of um real quick talking about Texas and and snow, but now I'm thinking about Texas and driving. I figured out 
the Texas drivers are crazy in snow. They, they don't actually do it ever. But on in general, I've told you many times that Texas drivers are crazy, right? Yeah. They like flip you off, run you off the road, drive 80 miles an hour in the slow lane. It's kind of bananas. I figured out this is why. Because they're so nice around, like oh. out in the open that once they get in their yeah. car, they're, they let it all out. They take it out. Mm-hmm. Everyone has something pent up a brewing underneath. Yes. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. By I themselves, could, I could... They, could, they can release the energy without anybody really knowing they're behind a piece of metal. Okay. Okay. I get that. Oh, I have one other little thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. Okay, so do you notice that I have new nails and I don't have the dip flu? Yes. Well, okay. I'm glad you have yeah. no dip flu. I did not get the dip flu, which is like a side effect of doing nails. Dip nails. With a lot of products. Uh, dip nails, yes. But a listener recommended. Turns out we have a lot of uh, listeners that also dip their nails. And a listener recommended this brand called Polished Apostrophe D. Polished D Glam. Okay. And so I bought their liquids and I did not get the dip flu. And so I'm very excited and I needed to share. Oh, well, good. Congratulations. There you go. (laughs) All right. Let's get to our case today. Let's do it. It's all you, girlfriend. Today's case is a listener suggestion from Stacy Reed. Stacy. Stacy, thanks for the suggestion and also for having a name that I can't possibly f up. <laughs> it I could really be Stacy. Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I die, okay? <laughs> okay. Well, today's case is that of Bill Erpenbeck. Bill was one of five children that grew up in northern Kentucky. Bill's grandfather was a home in the home building business, and so was his father. And so was Bill. But Bill took home building to the next level. He built hundreds of homes in housing developments for people. In 2002, he was making a living that afforded him quite the lifestyle. He lived in a home that could have been featured like on an episode of Cribs if he had been a rock star. He had an Balls pool with a cave, a movie theater, you know, all those extravagances like that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Bill was the father of three children and tragically their mother died when they were very young. The mother, the mom was only 30. Wow, that is so sad. It's really sad. But he remarried a woman named Marsha who was raising his children with him now. And she was enjoying the lifestyle she was now accustomed to, courtesy of Bill's lucrative home building business. When Bill wasn't working, he was a popular guy, had lots of buddies. Bill loved golf and the country club life. He was kind of like the cool kid in that scene. So you can picture it. Bill and his other rich buddies, you know, spending their days, living the dream, hitting golf balls, bragging about their fancy cars, talking stocks, probably drinking too much and bitching about their wives. I think that's like what my husband 
aspires yes, to. Yes. <laughs> He's like, one day I'm going to play golf. <laughs> I know. Works too much. Yeah. Well, a couple of Bill's buddies worked for a bank, as in being president and vice president of the People's Bank. And being in the home building business, that involves a lot of construction loans and mortgages. And so naturally, he used his buddies at the People's Bank for his banking business. What being good buddies with the bankers ended up translating to was that they looked the other way at some of the things that the rest of us that don't play golf with our bankers have to do. You know, like... We are only able to deposit checks into our accounts that have our own names on them. Mm -hmm. You know, banks usually be kind of picky about that. Listen, they're real picky. My bank, real picky. Yeah, real picky. Okay. So, but they weren't picky for Bill. So what Bill would do was have his customers take out a construction loan while their home was being built. And then when the build was completed, they would take out a conventional mortgage. The closing agent at the title company is then supposed to take the check from the mortgage bank to pay off the construction loan. Okay. Mm -hmm. but in But in this case... Bill had used his power of persuasion to get the closing agent named Michelle Barry to hand over the loan check to him instead, and then it was deposited into the Erpenbeck business account. That's where the part about the bank not caring about the name on the check comes into play. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, basically, Bill could find a check on the floor and deposited it to his account. Yeah. He pulled this off over 200 times. His sister, Lori, was his accountant. So, you know, if you're scamming people, you're also going to need to cook your bucks, right? And therefore, it's always helpful to be related to your accountant. So Lori, at some point, though, did not want to be a part of Bill's shady business. And so she quit, which... You know, smart move. Mm -hmm. So basically, all of these homeowners had giant loans against their homes, which meant they actually could have lost them at any point. And they didn't even know it. Bill would pay the interest on the loans so that the houses wouldn't be foreclosed on. And mostly his victims were just none the wiser. Occasionally, someone would want to sell their house. And that's when they would discover the liens against them. And in that case, Bill would say, oh, there's just been some, you know, paperwork mix up. And then he would pay it off in full because he kind of had to, right? Yeah. Bill's little fraud scheme wasn't enough to sustain itself, though. So he would again need help from his banker buddies. He was at a point where he already owed them around $6 million, and they weren't real stoked on loaning him any more dinero. So they sent him to other banks to get more money, which I can see, you know, probably a good idea, right? Sometimes doing business with friends 
don't work out. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't. But, well, the part of that that was a bad idea was that they kind of fibbed to those other banks and said that Bill was running a fine, profitable business. You know, he wasn't, right? So what a tangled web we weave. So now these banker buddies are just racking up the future fraud charges every time they try to help Bill out by referring him. And of course, they probably should have known that Bill was not likely to stay on top of those payments because he never had, and he didn't in this case either. He actually borrowed $29 million, and that $29 million turned into $64 million because he had so many penalty fees. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Penalty fees kill me. <laughs> I die. Gretchen like, is so... You really need to do our books personally. Yeah, yes. I do. Yeah, You're so I do. meticulous yeah. and good about everything. I mean, oh, I hate bank fees and shit. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So now with Bill's debt being astronomical, plus the fact that word had gotten out in Northern Kentucky circles that something sus was going on at the Erpenbeck Building Company and that you best be checking the status of your home's title, more and more customers were asking questions and checking into the liens on their homes. And so Bill kind of saw the writing on the wall that, you know, dude, the jig is up. It was only a matter of time before the feds were going to come and get him. And so he thought, I have a plan. I'm going to go to them before they kind of put all the pieces together. So his plan was like, take up preemptive strike and go to the feds himself, which is not a bad idea. I think go to the feds, cooperate, you know, of course, get a lawyer and you'll probably get a lighter sentence. And, you know, you're going down anyways. Well, Bill just didn't want a sentence at all. So when he went to the feds, he told them he was not to blame he said it was all his sister. No way. Lori. He her under the bus? I know. What yeah. A he said it was her master plan. Although, I mean, I do find that she's not totally. She's not. Oh, no. She's not totally. Um, innocent. No, she's not totally innocent. But I think she, it also was not her plan. I mean, the problems with this that I am thinking, that I'm thinking the feds also kind of thought the reason why Bill's claim that it was all Lori didn't really ring true is for one, you know, like I told you, Lori had quit months ago. And for two, I don't know what kind of lifestyle Lori was living back then, but from what I can find out about her, she's not the high maintenance type. She's not flashy at all. She seems like the type that has a lot of home decor from Hobby Lobby Mm -hmm. and probably a couple of cats. Okay. Okay. Bill and his wife, on the other hand, do seem like the high maintenance type. 
They're super flashy. Bill's wife was into fur coats, diamonds, stuff like that. I don't imagine she knows anything about Hobby Lobby. She's more of a Z gallery shopper. I find probably more than a Z gallery. That's like a restoration hardware. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was trying to think of somewhere for just like home accents that was bougie. I, like our house or you know, something. You all, you people know what I'm saying, right? William okay. Sonoma type. William Sonoma is more like kitchenware. I know, but it's I'm expensive. Sure that's where she bought her pots. It is expensive. I'm sure that's where she bought her pots and pans and stuff. Yeah. I go in there and then I yeah. turn my ass around. I'm like, ooh. Oh my God. I know. $500 for one pot. Yeah. Those pots are good, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Real good. <laughs> who's that lady? They have a movie about her, a French woman. Julia, yes, Child. Julia Child. You and oh. Julia Child. Right. Okay. But anyways, back to Bill. I mean, okay, what a dick trying to throw his sister under the bus after she quit. Yes. Right? And He's by the way, like, and she's not yeah. even getting the money. She's not shopping at the Z Gallery. No, he was just one bitter brother. Okay. Well, his plan didn't really work out anyways. So he went to his plan B and that was to throw his banker buddies oh. under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> He had recorded conversations with them. How dirty is that? Where he had coaxed them into saying that they had broken some banking oh. rules, which they, you know, they had. Yeah. And so he was able to use that and plead guilty to just one count of fraud for a reduced sentence. Wow. Well, that was not enough for Bill. You know what? I don't think that Bill even felt bad for all the people that he had screwed over. And I don't think he also got the concept of taking responsibility for his own damn actions. And so this meant that he was not thrilled with the possible reduced sentence that he was looking at for throwing his banker buddies under the bus, which was probably going to be about 10 years. So he decided to take another shot, throwing his sister under the bus. Guess where he got this brilliant idea? Where? Guess. His dear old daddy. Turns out the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Never does. Bill, Bill's dad, I would like to think it does in some cases. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Oh, well, for uh, me and you, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Bill's dad, Tony, is something real special, Tab. He decided to badger Lori into going to Bill's sentencing hearing and telling the court that it was really all her fault. She was the mastermind behind no. the scam. And if anyone should serve time for the crime, it should be her. Well, Lori was not super keen on this idea. So she told her attorney about this shitty scenario, her, about her family trying to pressure her. So backtrack a little. Lori had been charged for her role in the fraud for the time period she was there, but it was pretty minimal compared to like what her brother and the bankers were facing. And so that's why she had an attorney. Okay. okay. But so anyways, her attorney then went to the feds and told them about the family plan. And so they had Lori wear a wire Ooh. and meet her daddy in a parking garage while they listened to daddy tell her she needed to take the fall for her brother. After all, Lori, you don't have any kids. 
and your brother has three. So you've got to take one for the team. Oh, so she goes, she should go to prison because her brother is a douche? Can, that's what I'm thinking. Can you imagine that? Her self-esteem when her own father is telling her that she should go away because she has not reproduced yet. Asshole. Asshole, right? You don't need kids to count. I mean, sheesh. Don't like that. Okay. So the feds were listening to this whole dysfunctional conversation. And when they had heard enough, five FBI vehicles surrounded Tony and Lori, and they arrested him for obstruction of justice. Mm. I love a stain. I love a stain, right? too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wish there was video footage. I am sure the look on Tony's face when he realized that Lori was, like, not the whatever you say, daddy, daughter, that he had played her for. I mean, that look must have been priceless. <laughs> She's probably, like, shitting her pants. And you know what I mean? Like, it's got... Yeah. That cannot be easy. I mean, I... More power to her for doing that, but holy cow, I can't imagine. Because just imagine how, oh. I don't know how old she was, but say 40. That's 40 years of taking her dad's abuse like that. You know it, it happened right. as a child, too. Oh, yeah. So it probably kind of felt good. Busted. Okay, so this plan to reduce Bill's, you know, sentence obviously backfired. Bill was then sentenced to... The max, which was 30 years. Remember, Whoa. he was only looking at 10. Yeah. yeah. And Daddy Tony was sentenced to six years for obstruction of justice. Gretch, I forgot we didn't mention, which I wanted to mention earlier, the best jewelry that we got. And since Valentine's Day is right around the corner... I thought we should tell everybody about our new favorite jewelry line. Anna Louisa. It is so beautiful. Gretchen and I got the most beautiful necklace with the teeny tiny teeniest butterfly. I love it when it's so dainty and it's so small. And I wasn't really sure what to expect. I mean, but it's smaller than my pinky nail, you guys. It's the cutest. It's the cutest. They also have rings and earrings and super fun like safety pin earrings. Those are so cute and popular. And the huggy earrings. Those, I love that style. That's all I wear pretty much. And the little ear cuffs. If you don't have ears pierced, you can still put one on. Super cute. Totally. Yes, so cute. And it's really reasonable. And if you guys need to buy yourself a Valentine's Day gift, or you just want a piece of jewelry, or you need to tell your husband where to go, Go to analuisa.com. It's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A.com. And I promise you, you guys will love it. And it's very, very reasonably priced for how beautiful this stuff is. The bankers were both sentenced to five years, and the closing agent received two years for her role in the scam, and Lori was sentenced to one year for hers. Lori appears since then to be living her best life on social media. She has a lot of friends, and she's friends with a lot of Erpenbeck family members, but probably not surprisingly, none of them are her brothers or their kids. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, I don't know. There's that. But she's out now. You know, she's free to do her. her. Does that make yeah, sense? She's, she's, she's doing free her. to be free. She's free to be free. Yes. Yes. I also will just say that when I was snooping around and reading old articles and looking through the comments, the general consensus is that the rest of the family really are good people. But Tony and Bill were just the bad apples of the bunch. But I do think it sucks for their relatives being linked to them forever because Erpenbeck is not a common last name. And if you just search Erpenbeck, the scandal comes up. <laughs> the name is so I'm really, sure it is really not. Common. Yeah. So I'm sure that people bring it up to them still, and it's been 20 years. And it doesn't help that over the last 20 years, Tony and Bill have still continued to make headlines from behind prison walls. Oh, tell me. Tony was the first one to make the news again when he was indicted on solicitation of threats on people holding federal offices. In prison. Oh, yeah. In prison. Let me tell you, Mr. Tony was real bent about going to prison, okay? Like extra bent over those six years he was serving. And he could not keep it to himself. So he opened his trap to another inmate that he wanted to have the judge that presided over his case killed. (laughs) As well as the prosecuting attorney. Come on, Tony. You know what? Uh, Tony, 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 right? Mm-hmm. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, Get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks Astapro for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it 
sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. And the FBI agent, Tim Tracy's children, he wanted them kidnapped and oh, killed. This guy's a bad guy. Please I tell me he's he still a, in prison. I told you. Listen, Not living in Texas. this is, well, I'll tell you what. He's dead. Oh. Because this was a while okay, ago. Okay, good. Pretty old. I, need, <laughs> but I need to know that guy is not anywhere around. He, um, yeah, but he did die in prison. So okay. There's that. So this inmate that he told, thankfully, just appeased Tony with his murder for hire chatter. But he didn't do anything about it except take advantage of the situation in the form of telling on Tony so he could make a deal where he wore a wire in exchange for his own mm. sentence being reduced. Yeah, they always do that, you know. If they're smart, I think they do. Yeah. Right? Okay. So in the recorded conversation, he details wanting them all dead. And it's particularly disturbing when he talks about what he wants done to the FBI agent Tracy's children. He wanted them buried alive with just enough air so that they are tortured for a week or two before they die. This guy's sick. Sick, right? He also wanted the judge dismembered, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, whatever. The kids, that's the one that is just like gets me. Yeah. So next level. Okay. So when all was said and done, Tony got an additional 20 years tacked on to his six-year sentence for that. Mm -hmm. Like I said, he died at the age of 82 in 2018. Oh, 82. He lived a long life. Yeah. Okay. So then there's Bill. Well, prison wasn't his vibe. So he decided to try and use something he had been keeping secret to get his sentence reduced. His secret was that he had asked one of his golfing buddies to do him a solid and hide a bag of $250,000 in cash for him (laughs) before he got locked up, you know. Well, this guy did it. He actually buried the loot on the golf course. He did. And never went. He did. He buried the money on the golf course and never went back to spend it or anything. There was really no advantage for this guy. His name is Steve Skidmore. He was just, you know, trying to help a buddy out. Okay. Okay, but Steve learned the hard way that no matter how harmless it might seem, do not make yourself an accessory to a crime on account of trying to be a good buddy, especially a federal one, because the feds don't fuck around. 
Okay. They really, they really don't. So Bill, who we already know has no shame when it comes to other people taking mm-hmm. heat for his misdeeds, set up a rendezvous with one of his brothers wearing a wire talking to Buddy Steve about the 250K. Oh, he's going to take him down to try to get his sentence reduced. Yeah. Oh, man. So Steve, Steve told, you know, Bill's brother where on the course he had buried the money. And when the feds went a dig in, they found it. <laughs> the money was not, I mean, he did a bad job, though. The money was not wrapped in, like, plastic. It was in, like, a fabric-like cooler, yeah. and it had gotten damp. So it wasn't in, like, spendable condition. But, you know, um, you can turn in damaged money to the Treasury Department. Get new money. And they'll, yeah, and they'll reissue it. And so it was $253,000, which went towards the restitution owed to the victims, which is, you know, good. Mm -hmm. But, bad, you know, bad for Steve, right? He was sentenced to 16 months for perjury to a federal agent for not disclosing that he had buried the money because back in 2002, he was questioned about Bill by federal agents. 16 months. Can you imagine? No. No. Okay. And after all that, Bill did not even get his sentence reduced. I wouldn't think he would. Like that to me is not like he's not telling on somebody in prison that told him this crazy story or something like that. That's where I think you get, you know, where you can help out somebody. This is still his bad. This is still Bill's bad. Right. Yeah. Well, listen, I have a little theory about what Bill might have been thinking at the time to make him do his buddy so dirty. The whole Bill's whole shit show basically came to a head in 2002 when Bill was kind of, you know, forced to go to the feds originally because he knew they would be coming for him, but he wasn't convicted until 2004. Mm -hmm. Well, in 2003, his wife bought a nice home on the water in Fort Myers, Florida for a half a million dollars. The same home is worth over a million now. So the reason lots of people in financial hot water head to Florida is because they have something called the homestead exemption there, yeah. which pertains to bankruptcy. It's basically they can't take your house. No matter how much you fucked your creditors over and no matter how much your house costs, they don't take your house there. So, you know, if you want to hold on to some of your money, it kind of behooves you to dump a bunch into a house in Florida. Got it. Okay. You buy the house before you declare bankruptcy or whatever. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Marsha set up shop down there and became... Marsha, Marsha, Oh my God. Totally Marsha, 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 right? Okay. Well, she set up shop down there and became a realtor. And from what I can tell, she's pretty successful at it. And so I just think that Bill was like thinking if he gets out early, he doesn't really need that 250K anymore anyways. And it would be pretty risky, you know, for him to get out of prison, 
show up on the golf course in northern Kentucky and do some digging anyways, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think he just thought, maybe I'll just give the possibility of that money up. Why not give it a shot? And maybe he thought he was okay living, you know, humbly in a million-dollar home on the water while Marsha brings home the bacon. It might not be so bad to play golf at a public course and what the hell. Prison food sucks. Let's get out of here. Yeah. That's what I imagine his mindset okay. was. I mean, I just think it was like pathetic that it had absolutely nothing to do with getting the money back to the people that he defrauded. He's not like that. He doesn't <laughs> care about that kind of stuff. Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to tell you about those people at the end. Um, I think he has no conscience and I have nothing to base this on besides other people's comments. But they be saying <laughs> that Marcia is greedy. <laughs> I just think she appears to have handled this kind of like Erica Jane. Like, I'm sorry, Mm. but under the circumstances, I don't think you buy the nice house in an effort to keep as much money as you can. Your husband ruined people financially, and now they have to rebuild themselves. And I think you should have to, too. You take some clothes and get a job and you don't get to play the victim and act like you didn't know something shady was affording your lifestyle. I think you can be guilty by complacency. That's just my opinion. Okay. Okay. So up until last year, Bill had been serving his time at a minimum security federal prison in none other than the Pensacola, Florida. Where our friends are. Yeah, shout out Susie next Tina, right? Not only is Pensacola home to some of our favorite listeners and beautiful white sandy beaches that we will visit someday, but also home to a federal prison facility. I mean, could it get any better? Who knew? Who knew? Okay. So in 2021, Bill was transferred to a halfway house in Fort Myers, Florida where he will remain until 2025 when his sentence is over. Dude, that's soon. He's getting out. Soon. Soon. Yeah. And how old is he? I don't know. I think he's going to be like in his 60s when he gets out. Okay. So what about all those people he defrauded? Well, Urban Beck's stuff was auctioned off and People's Bank was sued. And so some victims, which consisted of both homeowners and subcontractors, were able to get their money back. Some were able to get some back and some were not able to get any back. And for all of them, it equated to just years and years of stress and headaches because they were forced to deal with this due to Bill's, you know, greedy, unconscionable ass. And for some, it was worse than that. In 2016, there was a fatal crash on a Tennessee highway that killed three people and the driver. It turns out the driver was at one time a successful plumber with a thriving business. And that is until he got caught up with one Bill Erpenbeck. And according to this guy's brother, he wasn't able to recover the tens of thousand dollars that he was owed. And so he lost his business because of Bill. 
He never recovered from that loss. And so, like so many desperate people, he took up heroin, (gasps) which he was under the influence of when he killed those people on the highway. Oh, my God. You know, and so that is just really sad. And I'm sure that there are more stories like that. I mean. That is so sad. You know, people that buy homes be working really hard and to lose everything and all those contractors. Yeah. yeah, That sucks. That does. That's so sad. Yeah. So that's a WAP. Wow. It's so crazy because there are a lot of people that fraud people out there. And I think we just hear about very, very few of them. Okay. Yeah. You, in a weird kind of way, I was fraudulated. You were. One, one, well, when I was in the process of purchasing a home. Yeah. I'm not going to get into it because it's boring or whatever. And it was just the amount of $4,000, but it was my fault. I did not read the fine print and whatever. I took my real estate agent's word for that this contractor was being paid. Turns out they weren't paid. Then I had to pay them. And, you know, you need to cross your T's, dot your I's, make sure every check goes, gets in the hands of the right person, all of that. Do your due diligence. You also were frauded before. I mean, you've been frauded a few times, by the way. (laughs) But yeah, that's true. Maybe that's why I'm so anal retentive about shit now. I think so. (laughs) I know a few of our listeners have now and watched a show. Did you watch the show Tinder Swindler on Netflix? No. Okay. I like the name though. I I was thinking about doing the case on this guy, but I'm not going to. So anybody that wants to watch it, watch it. It's about this guy, um, this Israeli guy that goes on Tinder and basically has a Ponzi scheme with these women. So he acts like he's this billionaire and he has pictures of himself with like photoshopped with a billionaire dad, like a real guy, has fake names. And he looks like, you know, they go on his Tinder and they're like, oh, look, there he is with this billionaire. Must be his dad. Looks like his sister, you know. And he takes them on a date and his first date is extravagant. He flies in a private jet and takes them to a five-star hotel in Amsterdam or somewhere. And and they are smitten. And he's like, I'm in the diamond business and I'm this billionaire. And this is my oh, Lord. this is my bodyguard. And and yeah. they fall in love. They're like, oh my God, this is amazing. This guy is dreamy. And he's texting them and sending them flowers. And then he goes, Oh, honey, I'm I love you so much. I just want to be with you all the time. But I'm in this because of the diamond business, I'm I'm getting my enemies are after me and I need some money. And will you take some money out of your credit card and send me cash? And they do. And so this one girl takes $250,000 in loans to give him because she thinks he sends pictures of himself and his bodyguard beat up and people are going to kill him and he needs this and he needs that. 
Mind you, while he's getting all this money from this girl, he's in Greece partying with his new girlfriend from Russia, who's some supermodel, who he's going to take down next. Okay? He just keeps going with these women. Oh, my god! And, by the way, the guy is still out there doing this. And so Tinder Swindler came out on Wednesday And they said on Netflix, they were like, at the end, they're like, and he's still now out there. This is his new girlfriend. Here's his Ferrari. Like he is still being this slime bag. And um, he just today removed his Instagram because it just came out on Netflix. Like he's. Oh, my gosh. But the last the last they found he was in Israel, I think. But he he's well, all I, over, so it's hard to catch him. I feel like they I feel like they have Netflix in Israel. Yes, but um, the problem with getting him is that he does this to women all over the world. So one of the girls was in the Netherlands, one was in the UK, one was in Russia. Oh, he man. he flies all over and gets these women to do this all over the world. Oh yeah, okay. It's a good. It's a good. Uh, it's, I think it's like an hour and a half or two hour Netflix. Oh no, I'm feeling it. Just seems like a bit exhausting. For him? Keeping up. Yes. Oh my gosh. So he, so they know, they know this guy does this and he's a career, he's a, it's his career and people are yeah. after him, but it does seem exhausting to me too. He befriended this girl and acted just like his, like she was his best friend and took her on all these vacations, said, come meet me with my girlfriend. And she does. And she just thinks he's like the best thing since sliced bread. And then for probably a year or something, and then takes advantage of her. He has no heart. I mean, he is like this guy that you just did the case on. I just think there's some people that they just don't give a shit. They don't. They don't have the bone in their body to have any compassion. And I don't know what is that called a sociopath? I mean, it's I think Erica Jane is the same effing way. It sounds like it. I'm, her not wanting to give up those seven. We talked about it on Patreon. But her, like, actually putting up a fight to hold on to some $750,000 diamond earrings. I mean, go fuck yourself. Give the earrings up. You know, right? Like, it's, it's a We're talking earrings. about widows and children that your husband oh, swindled money from. Give them up greedy bitch yeah i don't just saying and it's it's material (laughs) things especially earrings it's like i'm sure you have 50 other pairs of earrings and if not go to express they have really cute ones you wouldn't even know that they're not real diamonds okay word to your mother yeah okay there are lots of fake ones that look just as real Mm -hmm. um and everybody would think they're real erica jane Right. You know, I think that people like that we should have seen the red flags when she is all about how much glam and all this stuff about me and getting up on stage and showing it all off. And like. That should be a a red flag. That she's an attention whore. And maybe doesn't care much about, you know, personal like she cares a lot about material things and maybe not oh also she has a real hot temper yeah like she went off on the other women like pretty quickly i mean that's extra Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh if one of my friends just snapped 
started screaming at me. Can you imagine? No. No. I mean, gosh, certainly I have disagreed with friends over time, but no one has ever thrown a glass of wine or screamed or anything remotely close to those. No. No one has ever gotten in my space and told fucking talk about my son. Never. (laughs) Never. No. 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 What are you going to do? I think that's why they choose those those girls though you know they they see yeah they do yeah we would be real boring housewives we are housewives i know but if we were on the show (laughs) we would be like we'd be like real boring because we don't like fight we don't fight each other (laughs) or yeah only maybe two times (laughs) yeah well for 20 whatever years that's pretty good (laughs) but we never threw blows or threw a drink at each no, other. Or... or wine or anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, I've been staying inside. You know, we had to stay inside until the snow melted so we could drive. And um, let me tell you, I ate so much candy. So much stuff in my refrigerator. All we- you know, I just ate the whole entire time. Those raisins. You no, know, I might have been... Oh, those raisins you got them from Costco. Yeah, chocolate covered raisins. I don't know why you buy them. I don't know why you buy them. They're so dangerous. I might have been overeating because you know I was really on the um, the diet plan because I was going to Hawaii, so that's motivating. Mm-hmm. But uh, courtesy of my child's arm, I had to reschedule the trip. <laughs> third, third time's a charm, Gretchen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes. This will be the third time we've rescheduled it. So, um, oh, which is so funny. Okay. So I, we rented like a VRBO, you know? Mm -hmm. And so uh, I called the number on the email and wanted to talk, basically beg and plead because I don't have trip insurance or, you know, like anything. Like, and I think their policy is like no changey. But I thought if I called them, maybe there was a, you know, I'd give it a shot. Yeah. So I call them and this old man answers the phone. He's like, hello. And I'm like, oh, hi, sir. I I think I might be calling the wrong place. I'm like, I'm calling about the, you know, vacation rental. He's like, yeah, this is Hawaii vacation rentals. (laughs) I'm like, like, oh, okay. Well, I'm in a little bit of a pickle. (laughs) Well, let me talk you talk to Donna. I'm all, okay. So then I talked to Donna and Donna was real sweet. She was like, oh, we'll we'll change those for you, honey. Okay. Fast fast forward to 30 seconds later. My phone rings. I'm not thinking we're gonna change those for you. You know, it's gonna be real hard for us to rebook. Oh no. I was like, well, okay, but Donna already said I could just do it on the website. And so I already did. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I did. I got to rebook without any fears. Good job. I told you, you always do that. So amazing. Hey, I just read, I don't know if you guys have been following, but there is this little boy that fell down a well. Did you read this? Uh, No. Um. So it was in, um, I think, Morocco. 
me just make sure. Yeah, Moroccan boy. His name is Rayan. He fell down like a hundred foot well. And it was like baby Jessica. Remember baby Jessica in the 80s? Yes. Oh, So he was down there since Tuesday. It's now Saturday. And they tried to get him out via like just, you know, hoisting something down, you know, like that. And it was not possible. And so they had to go from the side and dig all the way down 100 feet. But it took them five days to get to this little boy. And they just did. It just happened. So um, they thank God my kid broke his arm, not his head or fell down a well. I know. Isn't it crazy? I mean, he's um, they said that it's his condition is unknown, but he was rushed to the hospital. They did send down oxygen and water but dude the kid's like three years old so um oh no he's five years old so i'm i'm like i hope they open my first thought when they were like oh they put down the water down there i was like i really hope they opened that water bottle first right loosened it because you're right they can't they can't do it my kids my kids are nine and they still ask me to open the water bottle for them so I'm like, and I don't know how he's going to know how to use oxygen, but I mean, hopefully they were able to kind of, he's five. It's so hard at that age. I mean, at least he's five and not three. I thought he was three at first, but, or maybe it did say five years old. No, five. Oh yeah. Five-year-old was rushed to the hospital. I really hope he like is like baby Jessica and comes out just fine. Just fine. Yeah. And so... There's wells here in Texas. We have a well, actually. Um, And I'm always like, where is it? Because I want to make sure my kids do not fall down the well. They were like, no, it's not like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure it's not like that? Yeah. So, yeah, they, they got him out. Anyways, guys, please, please, please. I know I beg and plead you. And if you guys have been binging our podcast, you've heard it so many times. But one, I would like you to subscribe if you have not on your podcast app now. And if you would like to leave us a review, we would like it because Apple likes it. And um, we like to make Apple happy so that they show our podcast to other people and they can see it. Also, if you would like to share us with your friends, we would really appreciate it. And um, that is how you guys can help us out. If you want more of us, we do one extra true crime podcast a month on Patreon. And then we talk just shooting the shit the other three times of the month. But it's about an hour more a week. If you guys want it, go to patreon.com forward slash Housewives of True Crime and follow us on Facebook, Housewives of True Crime group. If you want the ins and the skinny on what's going on. Um, And we're on Instagram. You can find us there. And I think that's all for now. Okay.